I always start like really sort of try. I, I remind myself you don't want to be too irate on any of any of the pods, and that goes out the window in about five minutes. Jess is always telling me I can hear you shouting. <laughs> Hello and welcome. We are here back for a second show after not really knowing that we would actually do this again. This is the Long Politics Pod. This is the second part of a two-part special. Uh, And I think we've kind of agreed uh, that, you know, as we feel like it, we're just going to drop more specials. Uh, So, again... Joined by the sometimes fact-finding Adam. Hey, Adam. Hello. It turned out I didn't really look up many facts in the end. But there were opportunities to. You just chose not to. <laughs> correct, correct. We, we, need, we need a better attitude. To and it, it's, the, it's the threat of fact-checking, which is, which is equally as important as the facts themselves. I, I think that's my role. Exactly right. Just, just to be there in the background. Just to trip you up, if you get a bit just carried away case. with the with the Craig facts, um, <laughs> then just to bring you back on track, if that happens. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I'm not sure that was the agreement, but fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wasn't. And, uh, and back for the second week is our centre-right everyman, Russ. How are we doing, mate? Centre-right. <laughs> <laughs> Every man, love that. I feel I might, I, I might put that in my Twitter. I, I was about to say, I thought you'd like that. I feel like if Russ was going to write about himself, this is this has got every chance to be in the top three. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of pleasing stuff going on in general in life. So uh, yeah, all good. That's good news. <laughs> good news for you. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh. Oh, that- this may shock you, but I am all I care about. <laughs> yeah. um, so while, while Russ is fucking lording it up, and congrats, mate, we're pleased for you. Um, some of us may, may not be in such fortunate positions. So last week we talked about the media and the government um, in general. Today, uh, kind of apt, kind of point, poignant, we have had our autumn budget, which I don't want to stray off the point too much, but surely it's a winter budget at this point. Is it still an autumn budget in November? No, surely I mean, are no, we, winter doesn't a, start till the winter solstice, doesn't it? I mean, this is, this is where I can bring some meteorological facts into the conversation. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, oh, technically, it is autumn. Technically, it wasn't a budget either. It was, it was, a, a, statement. It was a statement. Statement, yeah, it's true. But yeah, let's face it, it was a budget. But um, some may consider, depending on which, whether it's the Met Office or other um, weather bureaus, some consider that winter starts on December the 1st. Some consider December the 31st, the solstice is the start of winter. Either way, it's still autumn, just to get Mate, that clear. Just to say, 
I this is not, my role. I, I, Adam did not know this <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> that that is that's the type of shit I'm looking for. Adam, you've set a high bar now, although you set a very low bar last time. That's what I'm talking about, G. I want that. <laughs> um, I, I always I always tend to to think of seasons as financial quarters. Yeah, yeah. And like exactly. you know, quarter quarter two, July oh, through to uh, July through to September is summer. Time, man. It just feels like after loosely after bonfire day, a bonfire night. It's like it's Christmas, isn't it? Oh no, no, Chris! Not till December. You're worse than my kids. I'm, I'm. I'll be honest. In my old age, I, I, I mean, up until about Jesse was about six, I hated Christmas. After that, um, yeah, mate, wrap me in a red and white bow, and uh, you're singing along with Mariah Carey in the car already, aren't you? Well, in in our house, it's uh, Feliz Navidad, obviously. But yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it's a great tune. The the, the true Christmas banger. Um, uh, anyway, we digress. So <laughs> it is, it is an autumn statement. And, um, I mean, so what's happened? Uh, whew, uh lots apparently. So, um, we're going to be poorer or we're already much poorer. Living standards dropped by 7%. Not, not really sure what that means. Uh, biggest recession for a hundred years. That doesn't sound great. Um, potential council tax rises, tax increases, further austerity, which for somebody who's worked in the public sector their whole adult life and their whole adult life started in 2008, that is shit. Um, uh, so let's uh, let's see, let's go, Russ. Russ, um, from your ivory tower, counting <laughs> your cash, um, you you feeling confident about our leaders navigating? us through this latest catastrophe and and follow-up question and this isn't this is you know we've spoken about this coming into this really open-eyed and transparent you 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 made a comp you made like lots of comments last week and it, it, it i thought it come across i thought it come across really well i really enjoyed the pub last week and i enjoyed listening back to it high fathers did too a lot of people said they did um the, the quips of like i don't really give a shit and and there's something about that when you hear the stuff today even though you know the impact might not be as significant on you personally, what is your thoughts and feelings? Um, well, I actually, so I sat there and watched today. So when I should have been working in the background, I had <laughs> the, um, the, the commons or YouTube on while he delivered this statement. And the biggest thing for me, um, I was moderately impressed by the way Hunt spoke and I was impressed with a lot of the stuff that he delivered. I think the, uh, the impact on the, the lowering of the tax thresholds from, uh, was it one, 130 to 125,000. So in the, the higher tax bracket, I think that that's right. I think what they've tried to do is, um very much you utilize the highest earners rather than the people you know on the breadline the people the people that need it the most um but by freezing the lower rate of tax thresholds what in fact they do is they just create and i've heard it called is it they call it a fiscal lag or they call it they call it a lag basically it's a drag so 
by freezing it with inflation going up and potentially the lower you know wages minimum wage and stuff going up what that will actually do is anybody pushed up into you know if you earn twelve and a half thousand and you get a five percent pay rise that takes you up to thirteen two or whatever you end up then paying more tax because then you're in that you're in that tax bracket where you wouldn't have been ordinarily so in real terms you've not either lost or gained anything you're just now in a in a tax bracket that you weren't in before um but I do you think won't, you won't pay more tax if you've got a no, higher no, no, salary no. than the, the than before. Just to be clear, You're the, it just means that the the extra would, bit that you earn will be taxed well, yeah, at a yeah, higher yeah, rate yeah, than the will, first bit. Oh yeah, no, no, no. But what I mean is, if you weren't earning that much anyway, if you weren't earning twelve and a half thousand pounds beforehand for whatever job you did, and then you started earning money more above that threshold you would then pay tax on the money you earn above that threshold, which will probably leave you in a very similar position to what you were in before you got your pay rise. Do you see what I mean? Sort of. Well, you'd have more money, but it would, you're not going to have that much more. No, yes, carry on. Yeah, it, it would be mar- marginal gains, isn't it? Yeah, really? yeah. But it's still more money going to the government. I was impressed by the announcements of um, the money into schools. I did write it down. Haven't got the piece of paper that I wrote it down on. I was impressed by the money for the NHS, 3.3 billion a year for the next two years, I believe, into NHS. And there was also in uh, 1.6 billion, was it, into health and into social care, Craig, that you announced today. Um, And that rise in potentially uh, exponentially over the next two years. My My biggest call out, I guess, for this whole thing is, time a lot of these measures and a lot of these things come into play it's likely that we would have gone other chancellor and potentially a whole new government fingers crossed because a lot of these well because a lot of these measures were delayed to appease the markets it's delayed it's it's, it's to settle the markets it's to say yeah we have got a long a medium, a medium and long-term plan this is what it looks like to settle the markets down now. That's why they're saying we could be in recession, could be in inverted commas in recession for the next five years. And we will, we will, we will tax the energy companies on profits for next from January to March next year, based on based on profits. But because the market is volatile, we won't, you know, we won't just say we're going to put a blanket tax on for the next three years. They'll review it quarterly. And I think that, you know, that's got to be the right thing. That's got to be the, the sensible way to approach it because of the volatile nature of, of that market. In my opinion, I just think, I just think that today doesn't really mean anything to us as normal people in inverted commas, your Joe blogs earning from 20 to 50,000, your middle income earners, not in your higher, not in your sort of super bracket, 50 grand or whatever. Um, sort of below any sort of tax threshold or uh, out of work and, and on benefits. I think that the layman, the majority of the people probably won't see any real um, impact other than the uh, the energy price cap uh, reduction or help reduction. This this is the thing to, to, for me here is that I, like if if you're gonna 
you, you, you want to raise more tax is one of the big goals of, with this and lowering the threshold for the higher tax bracket that's that's fine um i think i think you're kind of right i think a lot of middle earners aren't going to see an, a, a noticeable difference from this it's still it just still remains that the cost of living squeeze is going to is going to impact people there's nothing in this in this budget or statement that really changes that i don't think um no nor, nor was nor was i expecting anything because i don't think there's a country we can we can really afford it as you kind of said um i'm i'm kind of interested in what you think craig um about this because like i, th- I think like a a lot of labor voices are kind of saying things well so what we need we still need to we, we still need to help people um that that should take priority over um balancing things fiscally um, so yeah i, I mean I, I, I don't know if if you, know, we, you can't just keep printing money forever or can you <laughs> so so here's my thing right um uh, so i mean jeremy hunt is funny because we've got to a point now where the the absolute lowest uh bare minimum is acceptable to us and okay the guy had a coherent presentation fine uh, that's that's a step forward given what we've <laughs> yeah. had recently which <laughs> is, it, is. which in itself is is such a and this is this is that while it's also my opening gambit almost it is almost it is also the crux of the issue here in that we have come to accept this fucking vanilla nothingness of politics which does not benefit working people it just doesn't evidence-based it doesn't they sit there and they smile and they posture and they laugh. And, and this stuff is having real, um, real impact. And I do want to talk about the impact. But first, I just want to, Rushi said, like, lowering the tax bracket and, uh, you know, in a really sort of, this, you know, reasonable, this makes sense. I mean, we've been saying this for, for years, that the idea of the current taxation, and I say we, um, I, I shouldn't say that the left in general, but also politically, um, basically every other party has made arguments for uh, tax reform for the last, basically since the <clears throat> financial crisis, which looked at this idea that one, you know, Labour introduced uh, or advocated for the 50p tax obviously that is not something that tories support the idea that you only tax 45 percent above 150,000 pounds as it was previously is just it's it's mental to me um so they lower the you know from 150 to 125 fine again you know absolute utter bare minimum you know like making an argument for arsenal for 10 years about buying a centre-back it's like everyone sees it bro just do it um but in addition to that they haven't gone after non-doms which is huge amounts of money the investment in uh, um teaching it is an investment it is sheaving the walls from the door in one area there is no further real terms increase in social care <clears throat> uh, um you know i i, I won't divulge 
but I know, I, you know, as a budget holder, I am having to make significant savings over the last two years, and we're doing that every year from now. It, 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 it blows my mind. And the reason it does is, I don't, you, you know, we, we're, I, I agree with you both in that this statement doesn't make any real difference now. The house is already burning. Um, you, you, we talked about middle earners, and and this is something that doesn't get said explicitly, really, in in mainstream media coverage. And as English people in Britain, we don't talk about our own salary, right? It's just a very uncouth thing to do. Um, so I'm not going to do that. But is any one of us in the um, Rush? You made this bracket, which I don't actually think is the bracket anymore. Adam, you could do some actual work and and find out what the values actually are but is anyone in of us in that 20 to fifty thousand range yeah right. what, what is this you're you're not going to talk about salary and then <laughs> well, immediately <laughs> well i i guess so i i, I you know I, I'm, I'm 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 not fine um but when i was 26 i very much was right i'm 36 now um, and I know how much I earned at that age, probably about 30, maybe 38 or something like that. And at that time, I was, you know, that's a reasonable wage, I think, for anyone. I, I did come out of university. Uh, I had a professional job. Uh, I did have a son, which obviously impacted my finances. But you would, you would hope that £38,000 a year, given that the average, I'm pretty sure today is less than that. Adam, again, you could do a bit of work here. Um, but at 26 my salary was such and we did okay but I, I didn't I didn't have a Maserati I was renting I wasn't able to save I was paying a student loan back I wasn't paying for a pension I was just about getting by um 38,131 pounds is the average salary as of okay. 2021 in the UK there you go perfect thank you so 10 years ago I was earning what is now the current average salary. So most people would have been earning what I was earning then, now. And as I said, just back then, my rent was probably about £1,200 a month. I, was, I didn't own my home at this time and I was paying £250 a month on a student loan and I also didn't have a pension. If at this point I'm still earning that money and somebody says you need to pay £400 extra on your rent or mortgage, as some people have seen that increase. I'm, 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 I'm quite literally financially ruined. Like, I'm, I, I can't take my son to kickboxing and football and put petrol in the car. Like, and that's the bit that I just don't think ever comes out of these conversations in, in, in that we, we hint at, you know, they keep using this idea of compassionate conservatives, which is a fucking oxymoron. <laughs> like, um, the, pe pe good earners, workers, people who have got, who have been to university, have contributed to society for their whole career, are at the brink. We're talking mortgage increase, and it doesn't account for your council tax increase or your food increase. I just, I just think it's fucking men mental. And, 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 and the thing behind it, Rush, you said it's about stabilising markets. Do you know how sick that is? How sick it is that it isn't a change in strategy. It isn't a change in approach. It isn't a recognition that 12 years we have completely ru financially ruined, as well as morally and culturally, 
this country, we're also kicking the can down the road because we don't give a shit. Like it, it blows my mind. And to think of the actual real terms impact on people, given that we had to live for the last 12 years. I, I, and as somebody who works in the public sector, works in social care, works with human beings. So, but let me, let me, I want to mention the, the markets thing. Now, I think like I hear this dismissed a little bit as if of, of like it, not that it doesn't matter, but no, it's not, as, not, not as it, it but, no, no, no. But it, I think it, the priority of it is bigger than I think a lot of people, well, I, I see it as bigger than perhaps some others. Um, the, the, just, just the, the pound against the dollar, and that exchange rate and the effect that that has like that if if suddenly and that that's that's changed in our favor since the prime minister change and the chancellor change and it's gone you know it's changed by sort of five or six cents um since then and that but the impact that has as a percent like so much of what we buy is based on this and so much of you know what things cost is is based on this and the if the markets are, are volatile and the pound suddenly is burning this has this has a huge impact in what things cost in the supermarket what petrol costs everything and so you know, for, for what you could what you can what you can raise to in tax and what what you spend on social care cost cost of living energy all of this stuff um, the the impact of just where the pound is against the dollar can be bigger than any of that if you're not careful. Um, so it, it I like I, it's it's incredibly important. But so, so the idea of working in tune with our wider financial systems isn't the issue here. So if you're making a claim that the the, the wider financial landscape impacts this country, well, obviously. So. That that isn't the point. The point is that they, they've they they they've basically fucked it <laughs> forever and stood up there bareface, blamed everything else. I mean, you know, people talk about external pressures. Don't get me wrong. COVID must have been shit. Sure, you can't can't really legislate for that. We have we have negative growth. The, the the least growth in the G7 post pandemic. We're meant to be world leaders, and even and you know what? I don't even give a shit about that because you know it, it shouldn't be reduced to a league table. The point is, in real terms, human beings, people who are working, people, right, who have done all the things that we say they should have, went to university, went to school, got a job earn reasonable money, those 35, 40 grand, 45,000 pound earners. And they haven't, they're seeing an increase of 500 pound a month. <laughs> and it, it isn't the markets. It isn't just, it is poor finance. I mean, ha, like, this is what I'm saying. Uh, if we have a political, what's the point in having a political system? If we have a political system, they're in charge of governing, right? Sorting shit out that we aren't able to sort out for ourselves. Objectively, how much worse should it have been? I I'm guess- I'm not sure, I'm not I sure want, what you, yeah. I, 
Well, I'm, I'm interested in... So, well, ha, given where we're at right today, the statement they make, the, the, the fact that people 10 years ago, 15 years ago, have seen significant uh, reduction in their standard of living, maybe not you and I, but people actively are living shitter lives 10 years later as a res- direct result of the decisions this government have made. Like, what else needs to, to, to happen? How bad does it get before, you know, well, we do, we do something. Like, or is it not that bad? Or do we think it's, this is okay? The, a lot of this is down to interest you know, rates, I, right? So... Are you are you you're kind of t- partly partly talking about people's mortgage payments? Absolutely. Right. So, um, obviously, en- energy and other other outgoings is a is is also an issue. But um, mortgage payments rising because interest rates are rising, and which is kind of a kind of a global problem. And oh. the bank the Bank of England are deciding the the interest rates to to try and fix. You know, there are there are there are other things going, other things at play here, but we're not unique in being in this situation. After two thousand and eight, where interest rates were higher than they are now, uh, we had the the global credit crunch, and they've re- reacted to that by post Labour government, unprecedented. I mean, but I don't I don't think who the party in power at that point. No, no, absolutely mattered. not. No, no, no. It did it didn't, Adam. And I think that you could apply a similar logic to what's happening now. With interest rates, I think you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're so, doing so badly. Yeah, but... It's f- not... Last, for the last... Well, so interest rates... and For the last five... Pre-pandemic, and again, I've got no facts of this, but I, I was under the impression that our economy was in a good place we uh, we were growing we were in constant we were in constant growth because we weren't in recession so we were actively growing the economy was working everything was going along as it should energy I, prices I think were there, there were you say that but there were the, the issues at play related to the b word yeah yeah, yeah definitely but, uh, so that were coming that were were coming to fruition regardless of covid but yeah but you hmm. We don't know. We we can't know that for a fact, and we can't know how big an impact uh, no, they would no, have no, had had COVID. No, 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 we can. We can. How 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 can how can we know for a fact? Oh, you're talking about with, if COVID hadn't happened, not yeah, yeah, yeah. the B word. Okay, no, 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 not that. the B, not the B word. We know the B word happened. That was going to get to that. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. My my point was, all of these things that that may have been coming to fruition, and I'm not doubting that they would, or they, or whether they would, or whether they wouldn't we can never know what would have happened without the impact of the global pandemic. And we are in a position we were, we are in regardless of what people think about the, the large majority of the reason the people that were in the, re, we're in the, the mess that we're in is due to the potentially decisions made throughout the pandemic and at some point like when all this free money was being handed out what free money the, all, what all of the um 
all of the... Oh, you're talking about furlough? The People's furlough pe- and people just being paid by the government, businesses being paid and self-employed people claiming all sorts of money and then going out to work anyway. All being written off. Billions and billions of pounds that have been written off by the government. And this is one thing I really that really gets my goat about this government as it stands today is the fact that all of the, like the furlough payments that were handed out on a plate to people during the pandemic and people kicked the ass out of them, which, you know, you, you give people free money, they're going to fucking kick the ass out of it. And then they've just written it off and nobody wants anything paid back. It wasn't a loan. Just have it here, have it. I know people like people that have made thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds whilst working, whilst doing all the other bits and pieces. Well, and, and they were just like, yeah, free money. That is a large contributing factor to the, the problems we find ourselves in today because that money was always going to have to be recouped. So we'd only just finished paying off the debts accrued during World War II. Now we're in a, word, now we're in a worse place bef- than before we started. So, I mean, again, I find we're it, not alone in that. No, but we are oh, stop. So, there's a couple of bits. The pandemic. It's funny that you're you're like that. That's the that's the bit for you. That that was the straw. No, not even the straw that broke the camel's back. Actually, and I'm you know I'm not quoting you here, but you can kind from what I've heard, you kind of accept how they've managed over these last however many years, but the, the pandemic was the, the big no-no for you. Um, and it's Bre- Brexit's a bigger thing for me, but I think we're going to come on to that. Well, so <laughs> so we are, so let's, let's think about that now, right? So when we, when we consider, and this is what I, I don't want us to forget, we're talking about actual impact on people's lives, right? The government is, they're supposed to make it better for us. Like that's literally their job. It's meant to be better. Uh, and we've had this autumn statement <clears throat> where we keep talking about the pandemic, as Russ has just met, mentioned, furlough. I must admit, Russ is the mo- biggest, uh, I can't think of a more accurate word than hater of furlough than, I, than I've ever met. I must admit, I don't know anyone who is as critical. I don't disagree, um, but I'm not mad at, you know, at people needing furlough. But in that whole statement where we are thinking about why we are where we are, it's like we can't talk about Brexit. And it's funny, actually. And one of the, uh, to, um, before I talk about the impact of Brexit, which is, is, has fucked us, guys. Um, one of the reasons that I wanted us to have, have this type of conversation and, uh, and, uh, and I was confident in being able to get some valuable insight from Russ, because I think you said last week, Russ, you know, me, me and you, we are we are very different in many ways. Um, we spoke about Brexit at the time, and I personally was really impacted by Brexit. It, it, it just felt really seminal. And all for the wrong reasons, right? For me, it was never about economic potential of Brexit. It was never about regaining control. <laughs> Even saying it out loud, it feels fucking ridiculous. Um, it just felt it was all it was it was all of our worst fears, all of the worst hate and division that this country has mustered over millennia. Um, 
But I remember about a year after it, or maybe two years, and we'd had the bombardment of bullshit media, fake news, which is this is a new phenomenon that we didn't always have this. Like, okay, we know that you know people would take advantage or play a little bit loose with the facts, but outright lying and trying to convince you of one thing when the other is true that that has literally never happened before um but we had the conversation and i think you know russ said i would um you know i voted for brexit and i would think it's fair to have a another vote now and i'm not saying that that's your view 100 percent well no 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 Um, Uh, no 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 100 percent i i will openly say i voted for brexit at the time, based on what I believe to be the right thing. And in hindsight, if I had the chance to do it again, I would do it differently. So economists argue that we've seen a 4% productivity drop, a 15% trade drop, a 6% food increase, work workforce shortages, and the highest inflation in the G7 as a result of Brexit. Now, Brexit is a, it, it was a Tory darling. Now, fine, David Cameron might not have supported I, it. I see this, I see this differently. I see, okay. I am. Um, well, this so you're going to, wait, 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 before you go on, you please tell me, you're not going to tell me that Brexit isn't a Tory darling. You're not going to tell me that, are you, Adam? I, well, kind of. I'm going to, I see, I don't see it. I don't see it in the same way. I see, cast your mind back to the, 2015 general election so this this is how this is how i see it now i don't think you know david cameron did not want brexit to happen and i don't i don't think i don't think even boris johnson did he saw that as a political way of setting himself out from the crowd and i see this as Tories might lose the 2015 election because of UKIP. Um, this is a desperate, right, how can we get the UKIP vote back to win the election? I'll tell you what, let's offer them, let's offer these people a referendum, knowing or thinking, believing naively that there's no way that the country would vote for it. And basically to bribe, bribe people into voting Tory instead of UKIP to win that election, thinking, well, it's not going to happen. We'll, we'll we'll offer a referendum. People will vote for Remain. UKIP will be dead. We'll carry on. We've won this one. That's what I think happened. And they and they took a massive, massive, massive gamble, and it's completely fucked us. And so, it, it it's I it's it's unforgivable. I can't. I, hmm. I it's it staggers me six years on that this happened. It staggers me that fifty two percent of people thought that this was the right thing to do regardless of fake news it's i mean it, it obviously it all seems clearer now but it staggered me at the time it i hate it i hated it at the time i can't get it pisses me off almost daily thinking about it it's an embarrassment i i, I just i it, it is an embarrassment and so and the thing is like and i actually completely agree with much of what you said i mean i, I think you're doing them a real service <laughs> by eliminating the UKIP and the right of the Tory party, which there was there was and is a very pre- prevalent 
wing of those ilk. So yeah, there, yeah. There was, I, there, I was, think, there was there think... was bedfellows, uh, natural bedfellows. Um, so, but yeah, you know, point taken. There was certainly a a part, a, 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 you know, a part of the Tories who who really can't stand that shit. And that's fine. You know, I think the party's there. always probably been divided over this, and and, 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 and and since it happened, they've had to kind of lay in the bed that they've made. But ultimately, and this is the point that I'm making, how bad did did we need Boris? Dominic Raab, Matt Hancock, did do you want them to come and you know fuck your wife or touch your children? Like how how bad do <laughs> this, this was lot... an unexpected tangent? <laughs> <laughs> like, like like how how bad did this lot need to get it? Um, Rachel Reeves gave a fantastic um, uh, speech today following the statement, which is is and this is what we were talking about last week: the idea that. Jeremy Hunt's vanilla, placid, bullshit statement that he was able to give. And the, oh, I don't know if anyone saw Prime Minister's questions uh, yesterday with Rishi, where they just chat shit and they lie and they do it with a straight face and they smile at each other. And she just listed all of the failings that are factual, that are uh, evidenced, that are tangible. And it gets wrapped up in this melee of information. Uh, you know, even this, I mean, when we're talking about the GDP growing by 2% or shrinking by 4%, what does that really mean to us? Like, it's, it's all utter, uh, let's utter not, bollocks. Let's not pretend that any of that shit isn't just fucking pomp and thir- circumstance and theatre and bullshit. The fucking PMQs, the the stuff that goes on in the Commons, it is utter bollocks. All of it, every single word that gets spoken in there. When you got Starmer, when they start calling, "Oh, the right, my friend, the right honourable gentleman, and the 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 right honourable um, member for Southeast Asia, whatever, whatever." Right? I know it's, I know that's not a thing. Um, Southeast it's all bo- Asia. Yeah. Yeah, I know, exactly. I said it on purpose. But it's all bullshit, right? What needs to happen is instead of instead of instead of smirking at each other across the fucking dispatch box, instead of fucking jeering and cheering each other when they say something and going, hey, hey, hurry, hurry, fucking get out there and do some actual fucking work. Listen to the constituents, listen to your people. What actually, what the real problems are, instead of trying to one-upmanship each other all the fucking time, because actually that's all anybody wants from any person that's representing them. Anybody that, from the politicians, from the people that's supposed to lead, they want they want decisive, strong action, right? Sometimes they're not going to agree with it, and sometimes they're not going to like it. But actually, if you can get behind the or understand the rationale behind the decision that's made. You can you can live with it, and you can you, you'd have to like it, but you can you can sort of get on board with it to a certain extent. The the whole fucking one-upmanship in the in the comments between the parties is just it's just circumstance. You know, you know none you of know, it none of it matters. You know who uh, just gets out there and does the real work? No, we won't do that again. So. I'm I'm surprised actually. So um because I you know obviously we're all we we are in agreement in that. Um I actually don't mind 
PMQs as an idea um, because actually, yes, there is an element of, well, not an element. At the moment, it's a fucking clown show. It's right? a circus, it's, it's a circus. It's ridiculous. But an idea where we get to see them stand up for what they believe in, ask actual questions, communicate some information. Like that should be something that we really tre- cherish and we celebrate in this country. And we've got these fucking pricks who go up there and act as if, you know, it's Saturday Night Live and they're the main character. It's just, it is just sickening. Um, but anyway, I digress. I'm so actually, I'm, I'm well, mildly surprised, not really surprised. So we're all in agreement Brexit is 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 one of the huge issues that we have we are tangibly evidenced uh evidentially poorer as a result yeah but it's it's not going away so well oh well well you say that it's not going away why is it not this is this is what i'm saying this is the same thing when people talk about um, public cuts um, and public spending. Oh well, what? you know we got we got to balance the budget. Sorry, one minute, one minute. Let me finish. We got a budget, but this is all not true. We have a government. They can make decisions. They can they can choose a different strategy. We do not need to remain in Brexit. We could go and have another referendum. We could go and join the single market. We could continue to spend and not cut NHS and public service. Would they it have is the us? governmental decision? Yeah, exactly. A governmental decision. This lot have fucked us. We, we, ha- we need it different. Go on. We ain't going back in the single market. We ain't going, but we can't go back on Brexit. Why? Because as Adam, well, because as Adam quite rightly says, that's not up to us. Do you think? Do Why? You, Why is it not up to us? Do, because do you really think that the government are going to go cap in hand to the whole of the European Union and say? Oh, we made a mistake. Let, can you let us back on exactly the same terms? Bro, well, what well, we're saying is this madness. No, what no, you're no, saying but, is but, that's no, crazy. No, no, wait we a minute. Wait a minute. No, let me finish. Right. Well, I don't think no, only. I think only the Lib Dems actually would do that. Right. I don't but, think but, even Labour are saying no. That. No, because no, because they can't. They can't, and they wouldn't go back on the same condition. They wouldn't be allowed back in in the same conditions as we were previously. So actually, <laughs> no. we could we could end up being part of Europe, and potentially in the same position, but we're just then part of the single market again. It's such but it's such it's, it's such a su- waste. We cherry picked we 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 cherry picked the best thing best bits about being in the EU um, to do to suit our own agenda, and we still wanted to leave. I, it is I, it's, it's crazy it's crazy we were this is what i'm saying so and the thing is and then you talk about like the you know again i don't want to drift into conspiracy theories but listen early two fat well say early that 2008 to 2015 was a cozy period for uh russians in this country uh and what whatnot and you look at some thoughts around russia effectively annexing other superpowers isolating the, the UK, questioning the legitimacy of the US. It 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 it, it does. It makes you ask these. It makes you ask these questions. Why the fuck are we not a part of Europe? It we had not only were we uh, uh, a part of Europe, but we was a leader <laughs> within Europe. Adam, just, you know, you hinted it. We chose our own terms. We picked how much money we contributed. We we were able to have real sway and influence over the whole of Europe now and the idea that we can't go back what over what is is that is that pride is that 
we're gonna keep <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep bleeding instead of going to the hospital because the guy in the hospital said, "Listen, you got a cut there, and that's gonna bleed out. If you don't let me deal with you right now, there's every chance you're gonna die." You went away, and six months later, well, six weeks later, you're thinking, "Fuck." I need to go back see in a multicultural you... Britain. If there's one part of British culture, it's <laughs> just stubbornness. Yeah. Are you, you going to go back? <laughs> we, we are you going to go back that. to the? Are you going to go back to that same hospital? And instead of instead of having, uh, you know, thirty paper cuts, they're going to cut both your legs off. I think that if that means that I'm not going to die, I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to have to say, listen. But you'll be paraplegic. Rather than. Rather than bleeding out and dying, the ex- we ain't this, gonna, this, we ain't gonna how far is this metaphor gonna go? Um, well, I just well, but they say in the idea that we're gonna be paraplegic is ridiculous. Who said what? Why? Who says that the U, the EU were gonna treat us with the same contempt that we treated them? Because if they've we, already said it. If, well, they they actually haven't. Um, what they've said in negotiation, current negotiation is that Britain had the opportunity to make this, that and the other and never chose to because straight after the referendum, we went away, started swinging our cock about, pissing all over the place, smashing up as we do, having a great old time, forgetting that we got someone's got to clear up the fucking mess at some point. Like, it is balmy. And I do not understand. That, listen, I don't, I'm, I'm not an economist, right? I am, and I certainly have not, um, well, colour me shot. <laughs> I know, mad. Um, not done any like, got no political qualification, nothing mental. I'm just a guy. But <laughs> that said, <laughs> um, like, if 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 our current situation is not like in your work, right? You you it, things happen. You make mistakes. Certain times you've got to go back to boy. Listen, lads, I fucked up what are we gonna do <laughs> what are we gonna do i'm gonna need, gonna need a little bit gonna need a little bit of help here and it might take we've been out it's been six years you're telling me we couldn't have done a bit of sort of bit of goodwill in six years like it is crazy to me it's crazy I, me. i'm not saying i'm not saying that we couldn't have done over the last six years what i'm saying is that it's my belief that we are so far down that creek without a paddle the chances of swimming back upstream are virtually zero. Well, you've you've it, it's like it's like trying to stop an oil That's tanker, let alone let alone trying to swim back up to, upstream. Mm. Uh, we've act, we've actively doubled down on this at every possible opportunity since, and this 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 almost makes me just as angry as the voting for the thing in the first place. Mm. Is is the fact that you know, the, First, you know, there there was remember soft Brexit and hard Brexit and all the different types of Brexit in between. You know, we went as as uh, out of stubbornness or out of what whatever the hell was motivating us. We seemed to just choose the wrong direction at every single point during that. Um, okay, after you know, took Theresa May probably t- needs to take some responsibility there. Although I, I kind of feel she had like a an impossible job and then Boris just came in to finish it off in in the worst possible way and yeah and then Covid happened <laughs> and now we're here <laughs> oh, ironically I feel like that is a that is a stark way to bring us to to the end <laughs> before we um wrap up and we start thinking about anyone's final thoughts I guess all of us are parents right and um, 
don't know. I know my mum and dad went through some tough times and I remember vaguely some of the more difficult stuff politically. I remember the back end of the Thatcher era and how everybody that I knew anyway hated that woman. Um, and that people felt very much the same with John Major. And I do remember, you know, and I, I know you guys may not uh, agree, but I remember a fantastic time under a new Labour government. I remember people moaning that EMA wasn't enough. <laughs> you just randomly gave kids under 16, 30 quid a week. But those, those times just seemed different. Like, things were less... That Thatcher's Thatcher's different. That Thatcher's a a very different era. But I think I was probably too young to fully comprehend the extent of it. Um, John Major, then you, Tony. John so, Major. Hold, hold hold fire, Adam. Before you answer a question that I might not have asked because I think my internet connection dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> I did think I was speaking into the void for a moment there. <laughs> um, so the point that I'm making is I, I, you know, I remember a very different time, a lot of these political rumblings and, but never, never remembering anyone talking about, you know, the lack there of food or heating um, as parents. And I, you know, I think we're all probably in quite, I know Russ is sitting in the ivory tower, um, all in more, more fortunate positions. But I guess, what does it look like for you, your family, your kids, 10 years time as a result of this period? Oh, I honestly don't know. It, it's uh, these are scary. These are scary times, and I, I, I don't. Not not all of this is politics related, and I think I think there's there's a balance here because we're you're like there's controller controllables, and I just don't think there are enough controllables. And yeah, I don't. I, I think that things have been got wrong left, right, and centre, uh, but in the in the cold light of day. Um, COVID and a war in Ukraine are probably are having a, a bigger impact than any of these decisions are, um, and it's it's hard to they those those big event those big things in the world scare me more than the political situation. If I'm honest, uh, we're we're in a situation where let's face it, I'll, I'll I'll take a Rishi Sunak and a Jeremy Hunt over what we've just had if that if that steers us. For the next two years towards an inevitable general election and inevitable change of government um i'll kind of i can live with something a bit yeah that doesn't do anything too dramatic because there are some bigger things go- going on in the world that scare me more right now um as far, and as far as my kids go the future's a bit icky um and <laughs> until until those until those things get resolved i mean how i don't know how we're here in in 2022 and there's a a, a maniac doing doing these things in Eastern Europe. I, I just don't. I can't get my head around it. But he, here we are. That uh, Jeremy Hunt delivering an autumn statement is just a smaller thing in in my eyes. In a, in in a way, um, I'm probably going a bit deeper than you were anticipating. <laughs> but um, I I think the, the the big thing is, yeah. If steering back to steering back to that or trying to. Is if that can be a bit steady for for two years, then it's an improvement on the last couple of people that have attempted to do what whatever whatever they've been doing, whatever's been motivating them. Um, I, I don't know, but it, it's if we get there without co- a complete disaster, then I'll take it. Mm. Russ, how about you? How's the future look for you? 
your children. He's, he's, he's on the other line, mid-podcast. Uh, well, while he's dealing with, you know, the buy, sell, sell, buy. Um, <laughs> who, do you, yeah. who do you think he's on the phone to? Because that wasn't clear. No. Uh, his, his, his drug dealer, his, Jeremy his au pair, probably, probably. Jer- Jeremy Hunt directly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing, a, he's, 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 he gave him a bell, he said, listen, I'm doing the best I can PR-wise, all right? I said, he, he gave a really good statement. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if, if that's the best Russ can do for them, I mean they're, they're, they're using the wrong guy. Um, yeah, I mean I hear some of the stuff you're saying, like the stuff in Ukraine. That's crazy. I, I'll be honest, I can't even like mentally and emotionally, without sounding like a fucking drip, I can't even begin to truly process it. I don't like, think it can be. I don't. It it doesn't. It it can't be processed because it's not rational. None of that, it is. I, I just feel like that's been the case for, well, at least six years, man. I do. I just feel like we entered a fucking matrix after Brexit and nothing seems to make any sense. 2022, a, a young boy um, died of fucking mould in his house. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. come on, man. Like, what is going on? So We had Donald Trump as president of the United States for four years. And he's coming back. <laughs> Oh my word! He can't. He can't. Uh, he can't win, can he? Can Kanye, he? Yes, he can. He can win. Um, Kanye West declared war on the Jews. I mean, it's it <laughs> is it, it is the, the world just it's mental anyway. Um, yeah, fuck knows, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm very very fortunate. You and I, uh, I think. And you know, very much for us, Bali's splashing cash right now. Um, very fortunate. Luckily, our kids have got good families, parents who are able to support them, and hopefully, we'll be able to protect them from any other, certainly, the financial pressures over the next two, four, ten years. But his kids and his friends, I'm worried about them, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. It's 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 difficult looking that far ahead at the moment. Yeah, you know? and uh, climate climate change is another thing. I, oh. I, I mean, we don't have to, we don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> that that um, we will circle back to climate change in the next special. I. Uh, I think that's probably wrapped us. I'm not going to wait for Russ to finish his uh, business deal. Um, but if the crown pash- if the pound crashes tomorrow, you know where you heard it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. It's a it's a cool thing to be able to say. Some I mean, it's felt like you can't even say the word. We we literally started by calling it the B word. Nobody said that beforehand. <laughs> like it's just this idea that you can't talk about. Why? Why is that? I just it just I, felt like a. <laughs> Because they made it, they made well, they made it feel like you can't talk about Brexit. Is but particularly the levers. Luckily, I think it's more because people are sick of it. It's more there's just the obviously this is the long politics pod, so you can talk about this stuff. And it, but like in the in the pub, you bring up Brexit, you just yeah, told where to. The, people are just sick of hearing the word. I think it is uh, the most traumatic uh, portmanteau uh, of all time for sure. <laughs> um, nice yeah thanks uh so yeah listen it's been a pleasure thank you for checking two facts today 
Um, was it that many? Yeah, it was. It was two. Yeah, uh, well done. And uh, yeah, um, I hope. I hope uh, Russ hasn't crushed the pound. Yeah, he might have lost a bit of money in Vegas in the last ten minutes. It's hard to tell. <laughs> uh, we may be back with another special uh, when it when it moves us. But I hope you've enjoyed these last two episodes. Awesome. Cheers. Awesome.